0: And we're going to continue with the subject that I talked about last week called the Lens Upgrade. I truly believe, and I, like I mentioned last week, I've only said this three times, but I believe this is one of the most important messages I could get across to an individual. If you ever have a chance to sit down with me and we have lunch and we start talking, eventually I start preaching to you about this very thing. And I believe it's important because it equips you, to live the life that God has called you to live. And when you, when you catch a glimpse of it, because there's no... I don't believe fullness happens in a service. I believe fullness happens after you meditate and spend time with Jesus, and then you begin to see things the way that he sees them. But last week I laid a foundation, and today I just want to dive a bit deeper into these lens upgrades that God has for every single one of us. Realize this, when Jesus comes into our life, he comes to restore a new lens so that we might see things the way that he sees them. And when you think about the term lens, I don't want you to think about your eyes. Because immediately our default is, okay, God's going to help me see something differently, so we think about our eyes. But I want to encourage you when you hear the term lens, and when I talk about this throughout the course of Our message today, I want you to think about the term heart. That we see with our heart, we don't see with our eyes when we're Christians. That's why we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. There's an ability to walk beyond or uh, according to something that is not natural to your own eyesight. And that's why it's difficult at times to live out this life if we're living by our natural lens. Oh, he did that to me, and I'm going through this, and look how big that mountain is. And it's all justifiable, but it's not walking by faith. And so what happened to Saul, which we now know is Paul, who wrote one-third or two-thirds of the New Testament, needs to happen to every single one of us, where he met Jesus, and Jesus literally turned his life upside down so he saw everything ...contrary to what he saw before he met Jesus. And I believe today it's going to happen in people's lives. And I know I mentioned this last week... ...but I never got to any of my points last week... ...so I want to say it again. When we talk about the lenses that we're going to talk about this morning... ...there's going to be a moment probably in this service... ...where you go, what, I need that, upgrade. And I'm just going to encourage you... ...and you don't have to do it if you're uncomfortable... ...but as the Spirit kind of just rests upon you during those moments... Just stand up and I want to pray for you. And you're going to see, and remember, there's nothing that just magically happens when you pray. What happens is we begin to, as we pray, cause the Spirit of God to open your eyes to that way of seeing. And so many of you are going to get lens upgrades today. And our lenses in life, the way that we see life, the way that we view everything... Directly, ...directly affects how we see and how we think and what we speak. I want you to see that is oftentimes this is what happens in Christianity... ...or as we grow up learning how to be a Christian... ...is we're trying to become a Christian... Well, how does a Christian talk? And how does a Christian walk? And how does a Christian uh, uh, um, do this and don't do this? And, and so what happens is we attempt to conform ourselves to a way of how a Christian should be. And how many, I just had a precious conversation with a, a lady um, that goes here uh, about a week ago. And I could hear in her language how tired she is of knowing I never measure up to what I'm supposed to be as a Christian. I'm not good enough. I've been striving to to do as best as I can for God as long as I can. I don't see things turning around for me. And you could hear in her language a, a, a tiredness. When in fact, Jesus actually gives us rest, but many are striving and we get on that little hamster wheel and we're like, I'm going to be a better Christian. I'm going to be a better Christian. I'm going to be a better Christian. And we try and we just go, add another one, add another one, add one more thing. Oh yes, I'm going to pray more and I'm going to read more. And so we just run and run and run and run. Never feeling like we ever achieve a better place of being a Christian. That always feeling like, oh man, God, I just, I'm one, one more thing short, of you being happy with how I'm doing in this life. And so our lenses can either inhibit or they can accelerate your growth in God. And that's what I see over the course of the last 11 months, or actually almost 12 months. We're going to celebrate our one-year anniversary next year. Next week. <laughs> it's an important detail. Like in Carly's language, it's like 60 seconds or seven days. Seven days seems shorter than 60 seconds to Carly. So uh, next week we are going to celebrate one year of New Day. That's going to be very cool. And the reason why I believe this message is so important is because I see how this begins to affect the way that you live this life. Just simply beginning to get a new lens on how God sees you has transformed so many of you. And over the course of our life and the relationship with God, our lens is going to need upgrades time and time again. We never fully get to the point where we're like, oh, man, I see everything the way I need to. There's always room and opportunity to get upgraded with God. And this is how God transforms us. But why do we need this is the key question. Why can't we just live the Christian life the way, that we ha- we, the way that we are with the lens that we have? So what is inherently wrong with the lens that we've all been given? And I want to make this clear, and I hope that I can do my best to communicate this, because all of us were given a lens from Adam. And that lens that we were given, we didn't choose it, but it was given to us. And that lens, when you put it on, is self-self. Now this is extremely important because we were schooled, all of us, our entire life by this thing called self. Little kids, you just go right over there and you'll see a whole bunch of self. And they'll be like, you just go over to my parents and you'll see a whole bunch of self. Like there is, self is where we now see everything from. So we look at everybody and we look at every circumstance needs to make me happy. And that person needs to do something for me. And so everything is through this lens of self. Now think about these terms that come out, and there is no condemnation in these statements. I am literally just attempting to show you what the lens of self ultimately leads to. Have you ever heard yourself say these words, I'm hurt? Okay, thank you, Wendy. (laughs) Let's just keep on going, Wendy. I'm so mad. (laughs) I'm unhappy because of I need this in my life to be happy. Why me, God? Why did you allow this to happen to me when there's so many other worse people out there? (laughs) Right? When will you answer my prayer? Lord, make me happy. Lord, change my circumstances. Lord, bless me. Lord, take this person out. I threw that one in there, but that one, that's a silent prayer. Those are the ones that you write down in that piece of paper folded up in anonymous at the the bottom with a picture of the person's face. And so what happens is our life enters. Now, think about this. We enter a relationship with God, but we still have this lens on. Now, this is radical because if you now are in relationship with God, but you have the lens of self on, everything now needs to cater to you. Like life now needs to be better. So life is now about God making my life better rather than him transforming me. Life is now about God protect me from these things. And he says, in this world you're going to have what? Tribulations. And there there is a statement I just read in Acts where they were beaten Like, they were whooped for declaring the name of Jesus. They said, never do this again. And after they were beaten, they were released. What did the disciples do? They rejoiced that they were what? Worthy to be persecuted for the name of Christ. Now, that's a lens change. That's when you know you see life differently because you realize it's not about my comfort. It's not about even my happiness. This is about God transforming me into the image of Jesus Christ. So it's not about, oh, did you, um, did you be a good Christian this week? No, no, no. Did you see things through the lens that Christ gives you? Or do you see life through the lens of, man, I'm just so mad. I'm so unhappy. I'm so discontented. My, my spouse, S-U-K-S's, Right? We're spelling. We're, we're in that mode of spelling. We, uh, we just went to this, um, is Michelle in here? Weeks? No? We went to uh, Pastor's Appreciation at the school that my youngest daughter goes to. And so they brought the pastors up and people were able to give cards. And uh, on one of the cards, a young lady says, I'm just appreciative that my pastor knows how to spell the word S-U-C-K-S. <laughs> That's what happened last week, so... So when you get a lens change, remember, it's an upgrade in your heart. You see things from a new place, a place of sonship and no longer from an orphan mindset. That's how God begins to upgrade you. He begins to go, you know what? I want you to see things as a son, not from someone. Think about it. If my daughter, Summer, 10 years old, brought a friend over to the house after school, who would be more free in that house? Summer would because she's my daughter. She's able to go in the fridge. She's able to, to, to freely take things out of drawers. She's able to mess the house. And she's able to do whatever she wants to do. But that girl that is with her does not have the same place with me as Summer. So she's more what? Timid. When she walks in, can I, can I please have some water? No, no, of course not. No. Yes, of course you can. Yeah, like you freely have the allowance because you are now a friend of Summer. And God is taking us from a place where we're timid with Him, where we're like, God, can you please uh, have favor on me? Can you please help me with this job situation? Rather than a son who goes, Man, I'm a son of God and every promise of God is yes and amen to me. God, I expect your favor today. Right. Wait, wait, why do you get the favor? Same reason why Summer can access the fridge at any time she wants, because she's a what? She's a daughter. And because of my position and who I am to God, I have allowance and freedoms now to an inheritance that is already mine. It's an upgraded of a of a lens shift from being an orphan minded individual or somebody that doesn't believe God. You're deserving of God's presence. You're deserving of God's goodness. You're deserving of God's uh, favor. To realizing I don't deserve it, but I still have access to it. Summer does not. Deserve necessarily to have access to her home she didn't do anything she just was what birthed into our house she's a child of justin and sarah and so jesus said it like this he said if your eye or if your lens is good your whole body will be full of light so he said instead of fixing the outward cup which what the pharisees did he said the outward part of you is so clean but inwardly is what it's in shambles and so now you introduce people, he's speaking to the Pharisees, he says, woe to you because you introduce people to the same religious way of doing things and you just heap burdens upon them to look to the part on the outside, but inwardly there was never a transformation. And so Jesus said, if your lens is good, your whole body will be impacted, your whole life, your whole direction, your whole purpose, everything changes when your eye, your lens is where God wants it to be. And so if God can upgrade our lens the way that we see life, he can literally change the trajectory of our life. We don't have to now go into fixing mode and what do I need to do to get here? No, just change the way that you see life and Christianity no longer becomes hard. Now this is important because faith no longer becomes hard. Resting no longer becomes hard. Forgiving no longer becomes hard because you start seeing things from a lens that he sees things from. And he is resting. And so here's the transformation process. It's not on the screen, but I want to I share how it works. Because if you do, if you, if you could write this down, I would encourage you to write it down so you can spend some time thinking about it. Because oftentimes we think, all right, here I am. I'm Justin. And um, I'm going to examine my Christian life. And, man, here's what I really need to start working on. And so we start working on our what? behavior we start to go to work on that because that's the ending point we want the results when in fact God goes I want to introduce you to the way that I transform you and so he starts and he goes I want to shift your perspective I want you now to put on this lens so that you can see things through the eyes of Jesus and now it's from there now catch this, this is the second part that you now renew your mind to how you see life. So who used to be an enemy used to be an eye for a what? But Jesus now says, oh, I want you to show you a different life. When somebody asks you to go a mile, go what? Two. In this other lens, we go, all right, I'm going to go second mile, but I hate this. This guy's a butthead. Trying to make me do this, and this guy wants this, and so I'm going to give it to him, but I'm just going to give it to him because I feel like I need to do that as a a Christian. No, no, no. And then you put these lines on, and you go, two miles? Let's go two miles. Why? I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to exemplify Christ in my life. And it wasn't because you now forced yourself into a happy mode. You literally are now like God. I rejoice that I've been persecuted. Holy cow, why am I seeing life like this? They just persecuted me, and now I feel like I'm worthy now to follow after Christ. The lens changed, nothing else. And now I renew my mind to seeing people not as my enemy, but as somebody that I have an opportunity to express the love of Christ. Only because of this, now I try to think how I see. Wow, this is a whole different way of seeing life. And now God goes, okay, now renew your mind to that. Now start seeing. You see that Justin said nine months ago that God doesn't see problems, he only sees what? Possibilities, so okay, okay, God. I'm trying to see this the way that you see it. You don't see that mountain? What do you see then? Okay, Justin, I want to remind you that that mountain is actually not attached to the ground, so all you have to do is speak to that mountain. That thing will be removed, and that mountain is nothing to deter you from what I called you to do. With this lens, what do we do? We go, oh my gosh, oh my God, Lord, please take this away from me. And then what do we do? We call every friend that we know, and we talk about what? Our mountain. I mean, we paint paint it much bigger than it probably is, but we want people to feel sorry for who? Self. This is the lens that we live. That mountain is now keeping me from what God has for me, and I want God to move it, or I don't know why it's even there, because I've been such a good Christian, and I've been praying, and I've been worshiping, and I've been meditating on my Bible, and my mountain's there, and God goes, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Oh, that mountain? Oh, that is nothing from this perspective. Amen? And now you live life not pretending. Like, like you're just so scared of this mountain. I'm trying to make them fit perfectly. It's amazing that these fit, things fit my head. I had the smallest graduating head in my high school class. <laughs> Girls and guys. For football, I actually had to use, a, everybody else had purple helmets. I had a white helmet because it was the only one that would fit me, and they didn't have time to paint it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So, When we look at it from, these are the self lens. When we look at life from the self, we get very overwhelmed and very burdened by this life because we know that's a mountain. I'm just a human. There's no way I can move that mountain. So we're praying God move the mountain. He never moves the mountain. And so life now makes us what? Unhappy because it's not the way that we want it to be. When you do this way, you're like, man, I can count it all joy. Why? Because I know that that mountain actually will produce patience inside of me. And when I let patience have the perfect work, I will be complete, lacking nothing. You now renewed your mind to this way of seeing it. God says, I want you to see this differently. Now I want you to begin to practice thinking according to that perspective. And then mountains no longer, and this is how you know you got a lens shift, mountains no longer freak you out. They're like, okay, that's an opportunity. God, you don't see problems. You only see possibilities. Okay, God. Help me now to think like that. So are you following me? So when you get a lens change, you start to see yourself, problems, others, and God differently. You start to see who you are as a son of God. You start to see others and who they are as children of God or made in the image of God. You start to see your problems differently. And most importantly, you start to see God differently. Here's a lens shift. And I just want to be a little bit candid at this place. Um, Three years ago, I stepped away from a, 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 a long duration at a ministry I was at, and, and the Lord began to show me how I began to receive a victim lens. Now, this is important because then what happens is if you've ever met somebody with a victim lens, man, there's nothing you can do truly to make them happy. Or you can, but the moment you do something that's not, they're affected personally or they feel like somebody's against them or they can't trust that person or you know what there's conspiracies and there is a lens upgrade that God was going to give me three years ago and when he did it was a shock to my system but he said Justin I want to show you something because this is how Jesus was he said what if you put on this lens that you are never the victim but you always overcome Now, think about my old natural thought process would be like, well, that can't be the case because I was done wrong to. Oh, no, no, Justin, no, no. Put the self away for a moment. And that's why Jesus said, deny yourself. He said, put these on. Watch this. I am never a victim, but I always overcome. That will have a profound effect on how you live your life. It will give you actually the inability to ever complain about what somebody... Father, I thank you in Jesus' name, and I bless this wonderful woman. I thank you right now the lens upgrade that you're giving her, Father God, that it's not from her eyes or natural eyes. You're actually now upgrading her internally in such a real way that she will never see things the same way. Now, Father, give her the grace to renew her mind to this new way, this lens. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for Desi back there. I pray, Father God, you just upgrade this woman to a whole new level. Father God, help her to see things the way that you see it. That she's never a victim, but she always, always will overcome. That nothing that's been done to her has hindered what you're able to do because you are a redeemer of time. Father, I thank you for Kathy. I pray in Jesus' name that she gets the upgrade that she's looking for, Father God, and the freedom that comes with it. So Kathy, just receive what God has for you today. He's given you an upgrade on your lens. Now, this upgrade literally caused me to realize this. Now, the upgrade brings this I am free from you, so I can love you freely. That changes everything. That I'm not hurt by you, but I hurt for you. And it brings me to tears because you realize. My hurt now is for the people that are hurting me because they're not hurting me because of me. They're hurting me because they're hurt. And now I hurt for them because they're broken people. Father, I thank you. Father, do what you're doing. Give her an upgrade in her life right now. Thank you, Father God, for just ministering to her. Just receive what God has for you today. He's upgrading you to see things. When you walk out of this building today, you will see life never the same again. Yep. So just receive it. Say, I receive it. Amen. And that's why Jesus could say these words Father, what? Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Stephen said, Father, do not charge it to their account. Huh. That's a lens. That you saw life through, where their stones are coming at him. And some of us in our fleshly moments would probably stick up a finger that's the longest on our hand <laughs> and just say to H E L L of them all, like just whatever we're gonna send them. And he said, Father, don't charge this, please, to their account. <laughs> I mean, come on, that, that's, that's, that's wild. Father, I thank you for Wendy that she just received. She may stand seven times today, but I think, I'm just joking. <laughs> I thank you, Father, for the lens upgrade in this woman's life. You've already done so much for this amazing lady. We have been blessed by her, and I pray that she, Father, sees life the way that you see it and that she, Father, God, continues to spread your joy and your peace wherever she goes. Father, thank you that you're working out all things in her favor inside of her life, that she sees you as her caretaker and as her provider, that she is not the source of her provision, but you are the source of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So in order for upgrades to God we must throw aside or cast aside our present lens called self. Like literally you have to take them and say I don't I don't want to see life that way anymore. Because it's justifiable, is that Michelle? It's justifiable. You can prove it to other people, why you're hurt, why you're mad, why you're angry, why life is not good, why you're unhappy, why you're depressed. You can prove all of that. Now, please hear me with this, because we, I strongly believe that we are a church that meets people where? Right where they're at. We are not a church that goes, just put the lens on, you stupid. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not looking to pretend that we have a lens on. If you don't have a lens on, you don't have a lens on and you, hopefully you will find somebody who loves you enough to go, I'm going to meet you right there and I'm going to be okay with your, 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 your unbelief and you're your talking like you shouldn't talk and you being depressed and you're discouraged. Like I'm going to meet you there and I'm going to love you there because if we just say, uh, take those, like your life will be better and I hope you never feel that way with me because we're not in a fixing business, and I thought this was interesting is that I feel like the Lord has shifted me to see people as from projects to relationships. When you're a project, you want to actually finish off that project. Like, hey, we, okay, we're, you're struggling with this. Okay, we're going to get you here, so you're now no longer struggling. That's a project. A relationship is, let's walk this thing out. And we'll be patient with you because that's what we're here for. And if you need, you need encouragement, we'll be there to encourage me. If you need a kick in the butt, we'll be there to kick you in the butt. Whatever it is, is that we're going to meet you right where you are at without judgment, but with love. And then there's at some point, amen? At some point, we're going to go, have you tried these glasses on? Like, these glasses are amazing. And remember that video that I talked about where the um, kids who were colorblind, couldn't see anything, and somebody bought them these glasses that allowed them to see colors. Can you imagine how much different life is? That's what I'm talking about, the radical impact when you see things from the perspective of God. Now, think about this. When self is fully intact, what does it breed? Self-awareness, self-protection, self-preservation, self-promotion, and self-provision, You see that throughout the world, self-awareness, and that's why we want to get more aware with who we are and why we're this way. But when you start to get more aware of yourself, guess what? It causes distance between you and God because I want to be more aware of what Jesus did inside of my life, and I want to be more aware of who I am in Christ than my own weaknesses and my own difficulties and my own challenges because I know I can have a list. But God is saying, Justin, I'm not looking to go through that list with you. I'm looking to call you up into who you are to give you a new lens so that what you used to want. Now, when you put on my lens, you go, ooh, sin? I don't want sin anymore. Now, think about that because Christianity is about don't sin. Stop Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. But when you put on a new lens, you go, ooh, that's distasteful. So instead of fixing your behavior, you fix the lens, renew your mind to the lens, and then the result is, I don't want to partake of that. Father, I thank you for my brother Steve. Steve, just go like this if you can. Father, I pray that you just invade this man's life in a way that he's never expected. And so Steve, I just speak over you, your worth, and your value to God. That you were so valuable, Steve, that he had one most priceless thing to give up for us and he gave up his son with the blood for you. That means he was willing to say, Jesus, it's time for you to die because I so value Steve in my, and, and want a relationship with him. I want you to go back to that place, Steve, and realize that he, he has chose you and you are valuable and you are his and nothing will ever change that. And so just receive a lens upgrade of his view of you and your view of yourself right now. Just receive that upgrade in Jesus' name. Think about Israel. They were a slave-lensed people. They saw life. I'll get to you in a second, George and Karen. They saw life from a slave-minded perspective. And so guess what? They always felt like they had to self-protect, self-preserve, self-provide inside their life. And so God was now causing them to go, no, 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 I'll give you manna from heaven every single day and make sure you don't grab too much thinking that I'm not going to provide for you next day because if you grab too much, it's going to be rotten. He wanted them to know I'm your provision. I'm your protection in a desert. I'm your everything. He was upgrading their what? Their lens. Father, thank you for Karen. I thank you for Georgie. I thank you for Abby. I thank you for Joe. And I pray in Jesus' name, upgrade them right now, right where they're at. Whatever it is that you know in their life they need to see things from a new perspective, I thank you that it's happening right now, that their proverbial phones are being plugged in and the upgrade is happening. So don't unplug them, guys, when it's at 90%. Make sure it goes all the way to 100% and that you are being upgraded in Jesus' name. All right. Before I get in trouble, Ephesians chapter 1. Are you ready? All right, Nico, you ready? Go there. Don't slow me down, Nico. All right, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. We focus on those things. Verse 2. It says, grace and peace from our God and Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us. Not will. You don't have to pray for it. You don't have to ask for it. He has what? He has already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be what? Holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. Like this was a good pleasure of his will to adopt you and to choose you. Um, It says, to the praise and the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. He is so rich in kindness that he redeemed our freedom through the blood of his son. And our sins are what? Forgiven. We went to verse 7. Come on, hand clap everybody. We did it. All right, so this is the picture that I got, and I'm going to try to go through all of these. That as I looked through this, I saw God go, man, Justin, there are some lens upgrades I have for, your, for the people at New Day. And I want to begin to share it is if you went to a eye place and you said, you know what? I need some glasses. What do you do? You go up and she'll be like, um, hey, let's do this one, this one, this one. Okay, and then you know how they put them on and then they kind of pat your face and push it up and straighten it up. And so this first one, I want you to see this. You can go to that first one, Nico, where God is going. You know what, Justin? Um, nope, the first one, point. So first lens. Nope, other way. No, you're going the wrong way. One, one second. Right there. All right. So, so the first one he puts on is... A lens, okay. I want you to see this because it's not just a statement. This is be great to memorize, but it doesn't change your life when you memorize it. It changes when you go, Justin, watch this. Oh, I'm blessed. Wait, I'm blessed. Now think about that. Is that Christianity is not a formula that I'm trying to figure out how do you get this thing working out? No, it's a person named Jesus, and he has blessed me with who? Jesus. Now, when you have this perspective on you it's almost impossible to complain about life why because i'm what <laughs> this is crazy so sometimes we go you know what these are great oh these are so much better you know what life is just so oh gosh i hate life man this is <laughs> oh school is a bother and my boss is a bother and my spouse don't even go there and my car is not working and what happens We're out of the realm of I'm blessed into the realm of I am so desperately in need of so much to make my life any better. And God goes, hold on, I know this doesn't change something, but it does change the way that you see it. You go, I am blessed. And so remember that upgrading process is he upgrades the perspective, then renew our mind to think like he thinks, and then we start to see a different language. And so when I put on this lens, I'm blessed, these are some of the things that I wrote. I am first and foremost blessed by his presence. This is is a big one because oftentimes we have so many things that we want to happen in life. And we forget that the greatest blessing that we've all been given is Jesus. And access now because of what Jesus did into the presence of God. Every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I have access. Imagine for a moment if you were driving with your spouse or with a friend and you were going on a trip to Florida. Let's say it took 24 hours to get there and you never once spoke to them. And they never, you never responded when they spoke to you. What would that make them feel like? And Jesus said, I'm going away, but you know what? When I leave, It's actually to your advantage because I'm going to give you someone called the Holy Spirit. He is there to help you. He will guide you. And he loves to talk. (laughs) And sometimes I realize I can go hours without appreciating the greatest gift besides my wife that he has given me called the Holy Spirit in my life who, me and Steve Osborne were talking about this last night, who you can go, Holy Spirit, help me to see things the way that you do. It's one of the most powerful statements. Or you can ask the question, Holy Spirit, how do you see this situation? And he will engage in conversation to you. When you put on this lens, I'm blessed, it means now God actually has a bias toward me. Now think about that. What do they call it in the workplace when... Fathers promote their kids or whatever? Nepotism. Yeah, that is spiritual nepotism at the highest degree. That you are always going to be the favored one to God. His bias is always towards you because you're his. And so when I see, so I have to renew my mind to that and I have to wake up. And I remember when I went through that process of him actually stripping so many things out of my life and I didn't fully understand why until I realized my worth and my value came from many of those things. It came from all the text messages, from all the people I discipled, from the phone calls I got to help them meet the needs of people, from the car that I drove to the things that I wore to realize when those were gone, I saw where I was lacking. And I was needing an upgrade, which he says, Justin, I'm going to give you an upgrade, and it's called contentment. And that's where Paul said, I've learned how to be what? content in all things. Whether I'm abased or abound, it actually has no, no bearing on my contentment. Why? Because God says, wow, I can see things from a perspective. I don't need that to define me. I don't need that for value. I don't need to disciple a hundred people to get my worth. I don't need those text messages or those people praising me. I simply get the source of my worth from my father now. What a lens upgrade. Are you catching what, what happens? These are available... <laughs> all the time throughout your life. And when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit being with you, he'll show you, are you ready for an upgrade? I see you're angry with that person, and that person really is disturbing you. Do you want to see it differently? You're like, uh, eh, maybe later. <laughs> maybe not right now. I, I, let me just bask in my self-feelings right now, right? We've all been there, right? Like, let me just be angry with my kids for just a little bit. When you put on this lens of I am blessed, it means that my account is full with all that Christ deserves. I have access to it. When this lens is on, I'm blessed so now I can be free to be a blessing to others. When I enter a place like that, I'm not entering going, I sure hope I can get this from somebody today. You walk and you go, God, who can I encourage today? This is not just a behavior modification. This is literally when you put this on, you start to think differently and see things differently. When you have the lens of unblessed on, you're completely taken care of by a father who dearly loves you and is always good towards you. When you have the lens of blessings on, the favor of God follows you wherever you go. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to strive it. His favor literally is following you wherever you go. In fact, it's going before you. So if you want favor with your car getting fixed, favor with being blessed by God, whatever it is in a conversation, in a workout or work deal, it's like expect it. Why? Because you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. That lens changes everything. On the flip side, when I have that blessed lens on, I'm no longer cursed. Some of you think you're cursed from what you did in your past. Some of you think you're being punished from what you did in your past. Some of you think that, you know what, God is just one more time, one more time, and you are done you're no longer cursed. When you have that lens upgrade on, you're no longer a victim. Why? Because you're blessed. And that you didn't get the short, is it the short end of life or short stick of life? Or is it neither? Short end of the the stick of life. (laughs) That didn't sound like what they said over there, but okay. You didn't get the short end of the stick of life. And when you're blessed, you don't have to be overcome by challenges and difficulties in life. This is not pretending. This is not Christianity trying to mask something and fake something. It literally is. How did How did Jesus live this life? He lived with a lens that we never were familiar with until maybe today. Uh, Give me um, eight more minutes. Deal. The second lens that you go in there, God goes. I want to show you another lens. Now this one's important for a lot of the men in here. All right, Nico, go ahead. I have been chosen. Now we talked about in Christ that there's 164 in Christ statements in the scriptures or guess what? There's 164 upgrades that you can find very quickly in the Bible. And some of you still believe at the core, at some level that God could reject you. And you need a lens upgrade of I am chosen. He chose you. When I look at all of you, I realize... This is the roster that he chose. Like, he picked you guys. It was an accident. Like, oh, you're the last guy. Okay, you can be on the team. Yeah. <laughs> but how many feel like that? Like, if he had to do it over again and there's other people here, he would have chosen somebody else. No, he actually handpicked you guys to be part of the kingdom and for such a time as this, in this, this area of life, in this time of life. He chose you. When you put that lens on, it changes everything. You no longer have a fear of ever being injected. Why? Because he chose me, and he chose me when I had nothing going on. I was doing nothing for him, and yet while I was still still sinner, he what? He died for the ungodly. So why would he choose us? Why would he draw us? Because he actually wants you. He wants a relationship with you. To choose means literally to select out, to single out, to choose out of something. It speaks of a sizable number from which a selection is made. It implies taking a smaller piece of something that was larger. It means he specifically chose you. I want to encourage you in this room. He knows you, he knows me, and he knows you by name. Like he knows you, Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5. Nico, it might be on the screen. It said, the Lord gave me a message and he said, I knew you before I formed you. How is that to boggle your mind? He knew you before you were what? Physically born. So you are not your body. Your body is just the house in which you live. But he knew you and then he formed you. In your mother's womb, before you were born, he said, I set you apart and I appointed you as whatever it may be that you're appointed to. For Jeremiah it was a spokesman to the world. To some of you, he chose you and he appointed you and he anointed you to be a mom, to be a dad, to be a grandpa, to be a grandma, to be an owner of a business, to be whatever it may be, is that before you ever were born, he said, I set you apart and I chose you and I anointed you and I did it because you're mine. Before the foundations of the world, you were mine. And that's why David, he must have got the lens changed because he said these words, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. Like, think about this. At some point, David must have gone, Whoa, seriously? God, you want me to write this? Yeah. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed and as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out. Now look at this. I want you, please, this is what comes with chosen. When you put on the chosen lens and you say, God, show me that you chose me. This is what it means right here. How precious are your thoughts toward me. They are innumerable. So my question is to all of you, how does God think about you? And how often does he think about you? His thoughts toward you are always good, and he thinks about you 24 hours a day. He is thinking only good thoughts about you. All the day. They're innumerable. You can't even, you can't even count all the thoughts that he has toward you. He says, I can't even count them. They are, num- they are number the grains of sand. And when I wake up in the morning, you're still with me. We should at the men's meeting the, uh, the last time we met um, just a picture of, I, I, I just encourage the guys, and I know it's somewhat sappy to share this at a men's meeting, but I wanted to encourage them that when you wake up, Jesus is at the end of your bedpost going, ha, he's up. Yes, it's going to be a good day today. My brother's up, and we're going to partner together, and we're going to advance God's kingdom together. Most often, we wake up, and we're like, man, I must have screwed up in my dreams, because I feel so distant from God. Like, I better get my prayer time and my devotion time, and after an hour or so of doing that, we go, I feel like me and God are good. What was it based off of? What you did? No, when, when you wake up, he, he, he's right there with you going, hey, you got a 10 today. So let's not even worry about what number you're going to get from God. And let's just live life in response to the 10 that you already got. Amen. All right. Throw me out a number. Three, four, five, six, or seven? Seven. Okay, we're going there. Seven, Nico. Here's another lens grade. Third. Yep, keep going. All right, there it is. So you put on this lens, and this is going to be important because there's a lens that we have that we put on. Carly, okay? All right, we won't interrupt service or nothing. <laughs> Don't worry, just the crescendo of my message. <laughs> I'm joking, Chloe. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Be kind to one another, be tenderhearted, forgiving one another as what? Christ has forgiven you. I've heard so many people who have this lens on and they say these phrases. Let me find these things. He goes, I just can't what? Yeah, I can't forgive them. I hate them. I don't want to see them. (laughs) Don't worry about it. We're good. okay. Just have to outdo Chloe, don't you? <laughs> like, watch this. I got this. Now Steve's leaving. <laughs> you imagine one thing in one way and you imagine it doesn't ever work out. So, but he says, I forgive you or forgive others as Christ. This is not, hey guys, try really hard to forgive people. I just talked to Alejandra before this and she'd even realized for many years she had to forgive somebody. Just put it away and God gave her the grace to forgive. To simply, what it means is to simply realize that we are forgiving others as what? Christ forgave us, which means this. He has released us. We have no more debt that we owe. There's no more remembrance of it and we are now to live for God and relate with Him as though we never did what we needed that forgiveness for. I have been forgiven. So when I wake up in the morning, I literally, this is what I do. Go I need all these things. And I listen to 164 of them, and we just simply go like that, like, okay, I'm forgiven. I'm holy and blameless. I've been chosen. And what happens is I'm living with this lens because I have to learn how to live life this way. And so when I have to forgive somebody, because I'm not a victim, I'm not hurt so much by them, I now hurt for them, I can say, Father, do not charge that to their account. Does it mean that you go back into a relationship like that? You guys can come on up and start playing. No, it just means that you let go of whatever it is that they owe you. Do they owe you an apology? Yes, they probably do, but forgiveness doesn't go this and then I'll forgive you. No, It's to forgive because you see it through the lens of, Holy cow, God, you have forgiven me of so much. And he says, when you don't realize how much you've been forgiven, it's so hard to appreciate the gospel. But when you realize how much Christ has forgiven you, you can now start to forgive others. It's about a lens upgrade. Are you catching it? These happen all throughout the course of your life. If you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, you can always say, Man, I'm so angry right now, Holy Spirit. Can you help me to see this differently? And he'll be like, you know what? Let me go do another one. Father, I'm just so ashamed right now. Can you help me to see? And he goes, yeah, just put these on. Wow, I placed you in Christ, your new creation. Holy cow. Wait, so you say that as far as the east is from the west, my sins are removed from me? Yeah, Justin. You say that all things have passed away? The power of sin is dead in my life, yeah. I'm a new creation and I'm a God's workmanship created in Christ, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it, Justin? Yeah, Lord, help me now to remind myself to think like this because then my language changes. And where's Jamie? Is Jamie, where's Jamie at? Jamie, can you just say it out loud? What happened with your coworker? This? Was it your coworker or was it somebody else? I'll repeat it, so just say it and I'll repeat it. Yep, so somebody at her job, did nothing but try to get her fired. So just a big thorn in the side. Yep. So she made fun of her. She reported her. They had to go through the supervisors. And what happened? Yep. As she was sitting at the desk, listen to this. She didn't realize it. What was she doing? Praying for her. Because some time ago, I don't know when it happened, maybe she doesn't either, that God said, I want you to see life a little differently, Jamie. That those people who did there, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but there's principalities and their powers that are trying to get you off course of who you're called to be in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God lives inside of us. And so now she finds herself praying for somebody and she wasn't even premeditating to do that. It was just the lens shift of knowing that lady, if she must be making fun of me, and I tell my daughters this all the time, if anybody ever makes fun of you or bullies you around or is just constantly cutting you down, just realize, Summer, it's not about you, sweetie. It's about them they're struggling at their home they probably struggle maybe they have a parental situation that's not good and the boys acting out because they're going through a divorce you have no clue so some summer we hurt for them we're not hurt by them and that's what we can live a life it's called kingdom living where we can hurt now for people and we can now love people freely because I don't need something from them I don't need your validation I don't need you to be nice to me I can love you that literally I can tell a stranger, a waitress, when I'm sharing the gospel, how much I love that lady and how much Jesus does because I truly did. Because it's a lens of seeing, my gosh, God, she's one of yours and she's lost. She's living ways and she's thinking contrary because something happened in her past and she's hurt and she's angry and she's bitter. And I get to introduce her to a love that maybe she's never experienced before. So would you please stand with me this morning? Some of you need to come and get a lens upgrade. I just want you to know I'm done with this message. I'm not going back to these points. I'll post the notes on Facebook, or if you want the notes, I'll get them for you. So, Father, I just thank you in Jesus' name for every single person in this room. I thank you that there are certain areas in their life where they need to upgrade. And, Father God, let us enjoy these upgrades to realize that it's not about becoming a better Christian. It's about being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ so we can live the way that you have lived. And so I bless your people today. I bless them in Jesus' name. Lord, may they experience your love with every upgrade. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So have your way, Father God. Do what you do best, and that's meet people right where they are, and transform them by your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus a praise offering, amen.